Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Kyle. I have no friends. <laughs> I'm Nick, and uh, I'm basing my immediate future on Tim the Toolman Taylor. I like him. And I'm and I'm Brent, and this is the best part of the week. And this is, if I may, episode eight. Let's go. Aw, best part of the week. Yeah. Uh, so darling. Kyle, you have no friends. What, what are we? Uh, we're well, friends. I mean, I, I, we're not friends. <laughs> what are friends? I have no like. No longer friends. <laughs> I have no IRL friends. I have no friends within an hour. Yeah. So wife and I moved into Colorado, and so we have no friends here. No, nobody to hang out with. So we'll work on changing Congratulations. that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> First world problems. Uh, nice city, beautiful yeah. mountain, and no friends currently. No, but uh, got to Colorado, got all moved in. Still one or two boxes here and there we got to unpack. Uh, we also got to buy a couch. We no longer have a couch um, and possibly a futon because we got a two-bedroom apartment so that way you guys can come on over. And so uh, we want to like a pull-out couch for the living room so we can have one bed there and then like a futon or something for the second bedroom slash office so that we can convert that into a bed if we need you know two beds or two extra beds. Very cool. So what are you using right now? For what? Oh, so we have our own bed. We brought our bedroom set. Right now we're using my, or Juliana has her grandfather's uh, armchair. So we have that and we have two camping chairs. And that That's our living room. <laughs> Brent, th- those, camp- nice. yeah, those, those camping chairs are uh, courtesy Brent mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. for the wedding or for a yep, birthday? Yep, no, that was for the wedding. She got us the two camping chairs. They have a six-pack cooler in them. How sweet is that? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I forgot awesome. if it's, it's either six or four, but you can put like six or four cans of uh, beer, I guess, or soda, whatever, whatever you want, in that thing. So you, you don't have to ever leave the fireplace. Or, you, yeah. So, very nice. That's a high-tech chain. And As you have for, something about furniture. What's that? And in your life revolves around furniture, I I believe now. Uh, no, not quite. I mean, kind of, sort of, but uh, a different approach to furniture. Uh, not sure if you guys are aware, but uh, Prime Day is coming up shortly, and Prime uh, Day. With- with the house situation coming up, um, not that I have the urge or even desire to attempt to fill the house, there are you know one or two little things I want to pick up and not wait for like a wedding registry kind of situation. But uh, my reference to to Tim the Toolman Taylor, uh, growing up, I would watch TV in the evening with my father and mother and uh, sister and primarily my father because uh, it was a show that he enjoyed. But uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor with Tim Allen who um was a comedian first i guess I, i've been doing some research on youtube and still looked is. Him up and um is he still doing stuff yeah he was just in appleton um really? like a couple weekends ago that's awesome but he's a uh, he's a conservative comedian um got a lot of great stuff um and and i'm thinking back to when i was a kid growing up watching this show where he's you know the the doofus dad but he's also um you know very mechanically sound and uh, you know wants to every everything that is manly um tim the tool man taylor was you know he works with his hands he's got his tool belt he's you know building things and he grunts and has a family and yeah, all, all that good stuff growing up and, and i'm sitting here looking at owning um you know my first home with my uh, fiance and um 
I'm sitting here trying to learn everything and preparing to need to fix things because it's not a brand new house. Um, there are some nuances that need some attention and I'm sitting here saying, okay, well, uh, it's either I hire somebody or I do it. And uh, seeing as uh, money is not unlimited by any means, um, I'd like to learn how to do a lot of this stuff. And certainly um, Megan's father will be a uh, an assistant uh, or let's kid, let's not kid ourselves. I'll be his assistant, but um, <laughs> that'll be fantastic. We'll have his assistance um, or guidance, if you will, in probably the majority of the major projects. But um, I'm still excited about all the little all the little things I can do. Um, and I know with my Home Depot experience, I can at least handle the yard and the bugs and all, all that smaller stuff. Uh, but when it comes to building, um, I need a bit more of a, a polished uh, touch what, with respect if I to may, how that goes. What, what's the, the best thing you've built previously before now? The best thing I've built, um, if you're looking for quality, it'd probably have to be something in shop class, like, uh, my, you know, mousetrap car. If you guys remember doing something like those, oh, yeah. um, because I had a I had an amazing mousetrap car with CD wheels and the you know, extended. Oh yeah, you got to go with the CD wheels. And all, all I think the everyone went with the CD That would be wheels. a good <laughs> right? CD wheels, long arm. That's about it. That's yep. the that's the equation. We we hollowed out the middle to keep it as light as possible. I mean, a whole nine yards. Um, but uh, at, at any rate, that's a that's a fun separate <laughs> subject. But um, that would probably be my quality as far as my um, building experience. So I ha I have built my own blind. I, it certainly wasn't to code. It was actually much stronger than code would ever make it. Um, but I, I just from experience at working Home Depot and, and having been around tools enough to know a little bit of what I'm doing, uh, I built a, a shack that's, um, you know, like six feet by four feet. And it's a shack. I can seat, seat too comfortably. Um, the only thing I needed if a I may, If with. I may, speaking of too comfortably, I heard you and Brent this last uh, winter got a little comfortable in there with Nick, you were reading a book. Brent, maybe you can enlighten nah. us. Oh, uh, we'll ignore the full collection of Game of Thrones or A Fire and Ice, or the story of Fire Ice. We'll, we'll ignore that, um, which was very respectable reading. But what was it? Something about love number or Nick? Nick knows better. Love, love language. I, it was. It was one of those I was surprised to see in a hunting blind. That there is this book about. So here's the love. thing on well, that. Uh, to rewind, I, Brent Nick goes hunting almost every single year, and so this year Brent went year. with him for a day or two days. Yes, yes, thank you for that. Uh, and when you're sitting in a blind, you're waiting for deer, and you have need something to do. And I guess uh, Nick taps in with his inner emotion, which I found fascinating, and I. I'm a very complex creature. Uh, number one. <laughs> uh, no, number two. Uh, my, my father has a nasty habit. While hunting. My father has a nasty habit. He and his wife both of uh, getting me relationship books uh, on major holidays. So I believe the last two Christmases and maybe my birthday, um, I, I've received gifts on relationships and love so i guess i guess they liked megan and, and wanted it to work so they were trying to you know fix me and all. <laughs> never a little with me 
<laughs> so um, the other the other nuance is I, I don't do a whole lot of leisurely reading throughout the year. Um, the reading I do consists of you know the newspaper, Business Insider, USA Today. Um, and I'm very skeptical of the articles, but I like to stay up to date with what people are are reading, what people are talking about, and what people are seeing. Um, ESPN is another you know a little dirty secret where I go through and read all the articles. But uh, when it comes to actually reading books. It's not my uh, it's not my favorite experience, and I'll, I'll jump back to my original original topic. But uh, um, if I may, if I may, though, the I think that book that on love has been around for quite some time now. So I, I don't think that's keeping up with necessarily the times. In, like in Nick's de, in Nick's defense, the uh, uh, love language languages book. When I was a resident assistant in college, we had to we did a exercise about like what's your love language. And it went over Wait, the what? Yeah, yeah. What it, kind it, of school are you going to? Yeah, dude. For our, for resident assistant training, they had us uh, do an exercise. You had to like answer questions and it would determine what your love language is that you like to give and the one you like to receive. Both of mine were physical, then, of course. As a man, I don't find that surprising. As a former roommate, but, I don't find that surprising. <laughs> um, All of this just seems so wrong. All of this seems so wrong. Like Kyle, what? What did if you, you do step back, it's a, it's a good, if I may, gentlemen, it's yeah. a good communication tool. It, despite the 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 focus of it being for for love, for relationships, for um, that specific type of communication, if, if you step back away from the trying to be a good partner, which is what that book is is more so getting at, um, it does touch on a, a lot of good communications, and I I don't disagree with whoever decided to to make that the the main subject or a tool for the RAs because it will help you understand the the different people who are in your area and what it is they respond to and how how to communicate more effectively. Um, the approach of just yelling at someone for doing something wrong may not always be the right answer um there's there's other approaches well hey what's going on hey it's your birthday here's here's some we got you a cake here's um you know a, a little new video game that was you know at a rummage sale i know you love to play on your game boy here you go um you know whether it's presence whether it's communication talking whether it's you know all the different languages they, they apply to more than just being a, a good partner so that's that's kind well, of cool well well, I'm sure put in, Nick was likely looking at the book more from the love angle. But yes, as the resident assistant training, they were more looking at how people accept, you know, like when you when you go to console somebody or talk to somebody, you have to recognize or try try to recognize the type of person they are. It, like if somebody comes to you with an issue, is this somebody that just wants to talk and just let them talk and talk it out? Or is this somebody that that needs consoling, need, like would prefer to like sit next to you, like arm around them, like pat on the shoulder, like it's okay. <laughs> you know, you have to kind of read that on people. But Nick was definitely for the love. If I may throw an observation though, um, I remember coming out of, it was the start of your RA training, and within maybe two or three days of you being in this RA training, uh, you ended up starting dating your future wife. So is it about that, or was it about the love? So the love language training. You found training. the love. Yeah. You found the love. Unfortunately, the love language training was in second year of being an RA, like mid-year, second uh, year. So uh, uh-huh. I was already uh, make, Kyle's, doing, Kyle's was, best move in had college all ever. Kyle's there was best a, there was a college ever was to bring the girls to his dorm room, sit them down, hand them the book, 
And then he'd walk over to the old school stereo and hit play. <laughs> I want you to love I want you to show me. Or maybe just talk to me or understand me. Yeah, that's what is or give your me love gifts. language? All right, gentlemen, gentlemen, if, if I may, we've, no, we've strayed we're, way, way off topic. Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. I have good. a question for Nick. Just to go back on topic, you mentioned Amazon Prime Day. You don't connect it at all. I, for one, is it like a prime number or like what is this prime day i'm behind the loop as well as our um well not our listeners of course because i'm sure they're up and, and listen know these things but i don't know so so fill me in as so you prime know. Day is uh, amazon prime's uh, big sale it is I, I think initially it was a celebration of how long the organization had been running i forget the excuse me i think it, it was a milestone of like 30 years or something or, or 20 years. I, I, f- I forget exactly what the milestone was, but the company had been around for X number of years and they had wanted to have a big blowout sale. And they had that blowout sale uh, on like the first or second weekend of July. And it went so well that they've, they've stuck to it for the last two or three years now. And um, the, the sale is as good as if not better than black Friday, actually. It's very uh, comparable. Why I'm, yeah, it's, it's very comparable. So I, I was very excited uh, that last year to uh, kind of see what they had to offer. Uh, I wasn't necessarily looking to buy, but there was a really good deal on a Chromebook that uh, may have been a model year older or something like that. But um, great price on a Chromebook. I picked it up and conveniently Megan's birthday is next month anyway. So um, I ended up getting her that Chromebook and giving her that for her birthday. Um, but there's, there's all kinds of crazy deals um, uh, and for me specifically, uh, I will be looking for things filter. for the house. Now, we have um, a pop filter. I, okay. For the record, gentlemen, I, I have a pop filter. I put it on. Remember, I bought it for the interview. <laughs> it's it's in use. I'm glad you both realized how effective it is. Well done. We haven't been seeing your peas popping recently, so we, we figured, but yeah, I'll get my double pee check. Popping, don't you worry. Uh, at any rate... <laughs> Uh, Prime Day is going on, and I'm looking uh, and doing some research into uh, things that I, I'm going to want for the house. Uh, we have one TV, and Megan is totally opposed that to having five more than one TV in the house. So I, I need a I need a second TV. Um, it, I, I use the word "need" uh, in it to its full extent. Um, oh, Megan's super opposed to having more than one TV, which I find offensive uh, because I think <laughs> I grew up in a house where every room had a TV, including every bedroom, essentially. Well, not when I grew up. When I was a kid, I didn't get a TV in my room. But once you got old enough, you were allowed to have a TV in your room. And of course, I played video games all the time. But she just doesn't understand that she wants to watch something and I want to watch something different. And we can both watch what we want just in a different room. Um, she's of the code of apparently if someone's got the TV, you all just watch what they want to watch. And even if you don't want to watch it, um, that's what's on and you can go do something else. If I if you may, want, so. I remember when I was like seven or eight at my grandma's house and she got like a, one of the brand new shiny, awesome TVs and I was playing with the remote cause obviously any shiny new thing I have to play with cause engineer and I want it. Yeah. Anyhow. So I was playing with it and I found this little buttons like PIP. I was like, what is this? And then I was like, mind blowing when you could do the picture on picture on the TV. So what you got to do is next time she's watching something, you want to watch something else, especially if it's something that you, you always watch, you do the P and P and then throws hers in the bottom corner and then see if she's still cool. <laughs> We're watching. That's what we have with one TV. That's all we yeah, get. This is one TV. Uh, 
that seems like a good time to get it, especially because they produce a ton of stuff for events like that. Is there a strategy to go about Prime Day, or is it kind of an all day, everything's on sale? Or and that's what I was going to get into. Stuff? So what I'm doing is I'm prepping for Prime Day by looking into um, the details of something that I want uh, to, to answer your earlier statement uh, or question, if you will. Um, there's a ton of stuff that's on sale, but a lot of people are trying to push or a lot of companies rather are trying to push their last year's model or, you know, get, get inventory out the door. Um, but there are tricks that you can do with that. You can uh, raise the price the day before, then drop it for the sale or, or do different little, you know, kind of low life things to uh, make your deals look like they're awesome. So what I've done is over the last week, uh, the things that I'm looking at um, are a TV I've done some research uh, into what kind of TVs there are, what quality, what size, uh, different brands, and had to learn about all the if details. Because that was that was one thing may. when I was on Amazon Prime looking for Prime Day stuff is that they didn't really seem to have a very good like uh, what's going to be on sale during Prime Day section. Like they know. they are going to list that um, soon. I, I believe they they're holding that pretty tight to their vest. Um, they, they haven't released it. They will release a, a list of here are some major things. Um, but one of the things they want to have occurring is people going to the site multiple times a day. They have special lightning deals, uh, that are, um, we have 500 of this object that are at 75% off first 500 people to order it go. And they release those at different times throughout the day. So they want you basically watching the website throughout the period of time. I believe it starts on like Monday next week um, on or, or, or like at 3 p.m. And it goes through the night into the next day. Like it's like an 18 hour or not 18. I, th I think it's more than a 24 hour sale. It's um, it's a day and a half like a, this a year. And and a half. Yeah. So um, the, the lightning deals will flow through um, as a prime member. Their whole thing is to get you to sign up to be a prime member if you're not. Um, but the, I, going back to my initial, my train of thought, the key is to do the research ahead of time. I mean, if you find something and you know what the regular price is, you're good. And if you want to pick it up, pick it up. But in order to avoid, you know, picking up something that may not be as good of a deal as advertised, um, it, do the research. Like I, I'm not looking to go buy a ton of crap just because I, I don't need it and I'm not trying to fill the house. So I'm doing the research on two, two things. One's TVs. So I know anything and everything you never wanted to know about TVs. And then the other one I'm looking at is desks. Um, with my job situation soon to be in transition, um, after I go through the training with the new organization and, and get myself established, one of the things I'll be able to do is work from home. So I've been looking at um, what it would cost to to build a, a desk and have that set up um, ordered and delivered. Uh, the other option I've looked at is building, which is kind of my Tim, the Toolman tailor between all the projects and fixing the house. I'm also looking at, you know, potentially building my own desk and so, I want it to be set up for games as well as, you know, being professional. So I know, so yeah, Nick, I know you were talking about the woodworking stuff earlier. Building a desk is definitely a really good step. You can just get some like higher quality plywood. I know there's gonna be plans out there that you can look up easily and you can pretty much rip the whole thing out of a sheet of plywood or two. A lot uh, of YouTube videos, oh, which yeah. is very helpful. So yeah, you got you to do that and set up your own desk and then just you can do a stain or like an epoxy coat over the top if you want a nice 
tabletop. They're, it's very easy, very good starter project. And then you'd make it yourself and you got that going yeah. for you. And you can, you know, I'm not sure what desk. kind of desk I want though. Like, cause there's just a simple L desk, which seems sufficient, but I, I also like kind of the wraparound feel with respect to, um, you know, having like a U shaped desk where it's in the corner, you have the three angles, um, you know, put a, a monitor in the middle, a monitor on each side. Um, but I also like the wrapper, like the more desk space, the better. And instead of having to go f- like with a long L having to, you know, kind of push my chair left and right, I can just, you know, be in my workstation where everything is around me. I kind of like that idea. So, um, and I was looking at the different desks in the office I'm at today. And even those were very, I mean, corporate, you know, they were, they were, uh, bought in bulk by the organization, of course, but even within that there was a lot of customization with respect to the different types of l desks u desks and then U's that wrap around and then they have like a little pseudo table jutting out from one edge of the u so that people can come sit in your office and feel like they're at the table talking to you it's there's a lot of little nuances that i, I want to play with before i make a decision and i want to you know I, I the big thing i did today was i measured my current desk so i can kind of get a feel of I need to have this much space to maneuver within the desk. Um, the depth of the um, depth of the desk with respect to how much counter space is available is really going to be dependent on where I put my monitors. Am I mounting them on the wall? Am I going <laughs> to leave them on their stands? Just lots of things to consider. So, all right. Um, so, so hopping back to Amazon before we leave that, I did. I was doing a little research on what the Prime. Day sale has. And one thing I noticed is that they have these little buttons. And I know they've been around for a while, but it basically you push this button and it will ship you uh, products. And some of them make a lot of sense, like water. If you're out of water, like you might, you know, need water. Um, if I may, that was the I saw... worst example you could have picked. Okay, I mean, that's the worst example. But like if, if you say your sink is out or something, <laughs> we're out of water. <laughs> like we I'm need to like, order Amazon. But but I saw one of them, which was for laundry detergent, and I gotta think, how often do people go through all this laundry that they need a button to push to get it every time it comes up? Why not just go to the store when you go for the week? Like, if I how may, often do? You... If I may, I had two of those buttons. I currently have. Oh no, I had three of those buttons. I currently have two of those buttons. So wait, wait, where's the third one? I'll, I'll explain. So first of all, the first one I got was for the Tide pods. Actually, that's when I moved in with Nick. I set up the button for the Tide pods so we could do laundry. And so uh, it was just, actually just get them at the store. It was so no, no, no. It's not. It's not one of those things because you wash your laundry and you're like, oh, okay, I got a week before I need to wash my laundry again. All of a sudden, it's next week and you're like, crap, I didn't get them. So with this, I didn't go grocery shopping yep. last week. Yeah, exactly. What? Well, no, or you just forgot it. I don't. The beautiful thing about Prime. Is I'm paying for this thing anyway. It, it, with the, with those buttons, you get a five dollar. They cost five dollars, and you get a five dollar credit to use them on whatever they're programmed for, and so they're free. So it's literally like I need more of this product. Right when you run out, you just hit the button. It'll be there in two days. If uh, I may, I, I I believe it's incredibly handy for those certain types of items um, that you yeah. And, and you're, to your point, Brent. There is no argument where you're going to be able to say, oh, well, I couldn't just pick it up at the store. But the thought being, people are trying to get away from going to the store. Some people, some friends I have are are trying to make the commitment of I'm not going to go to a retail store this year. 
Um, and that could be groceries too. I mean, the capabilities there, but for items that you might forget, laundry, I think is a great example. You forget, but you go to, you go to do your laundry and you realize you only have one more Tide Pod left. Yeah, your things in the basement or in a closet in the back corner. There the next day, uh, tissues. Oh, Hey, uh, I'm sick and I have, um, one tissue box left hit the button, uh, toilet paper, you're sitting on the pot and you only got, you only got one roll left or, or half a roll or no roll, <laughs> whatever. Same day delivery. Just bring it in, bring it into the bathroom. So you, you have all those situations. <laughs> I need a drone so. delivery with a really good pilot. <laughs> just so you, right you have all those situations. My big fear, which may or may not be warranted is if you have that button, you're not able to price compare. You're not able to to look at something that, different. That's if, the they, catch. They, if they put up the price a little bit because they know that they have a base of 30,000 people who have this button, there's nothing to stop them from upping it five cents uh, once every year. And, and then if you stick with it, you're all of a sudden paying you know 50 cents more every time you order it than, than you would find. And I mean, that could be just a, a simple equation with respect to if you ordered a, a bulk size, you'd get it cheaper. If you ordered a smaller size, even you'd get it cheaper. Just all the little game playing. And I, I, I get corporate America. I am corporate America. But um, <laughs> I understand how it works. And, and, and subscription is the name of the game. That's what Amazon does. And if they can have you on a subscription to pay for Prime, and then within that, anytime you, you need something, you just click a button and it's there. It's incredibly convenient. The only downfall is, in my mind, again, the control. Every time you click that button, how much am I paying? I don't even know. I'm probably not going to look at it. And it's going to say toilet paper. So after the fact, I'm going to be like, well, five bucks for toilet paper seems reasonable. When in reality, you know, potentially three bucks is a much better price for toilet paper. But I didn't look because I have the button. So um, pros and cons, I I like it, but I, I don't like being blind to what I'm spending. And then I'd also like to wonder what happens if my uh you know i have a friend come over who's got a kid who's in the bathroom and doesn't have toilet paper and is confused and he clicks the button 42 times if i may if i may kyle's missing his third one that's what i want to do i hope it's like the toilet paper one or something where i can just flood his house with a tp it's a new new style tp where you just Send it to him. No, so first of all, if I may, the, the button only will register one press every so often. Like if you try to press it again after you recently press it, it'll like error out and send a notification to your phone. You have to like complete your order on your phone if you do indeed oh. want the second or third right. item or whatever. That's, that's smart on their part. Yeah. So the, the other downside is when you get that button, you're now stuck to that brand. So like yes. the Tide button, for example, you can only order Tide products and only certain Tide products. Like if you are like, oh, I always I always use this particular Tide product. I want that. If you grab the Tide button, that product might not be there. Again, it's going to be the products that are best for Amazon to sell. Uh, and then, yep. uh, so I had one for my, I have one for my laundry. The second one I had was for a uh, finish for uh, the uh, dishwasher for dishes. Oh, good one too. Good one. That's too. another one too. Cause like you have the, the bucket of pods or detergent or whatever. And then all of a sudden crap, I'm out. And then you don't garbage, for garbage days. bags would be another good one. Yeah, that would. Garbage so, bags so we got the, yeah. So that's my second one. And then my third one was for coffee. Juliana goes through like three cups of coffee a day. We have a Keurig's. Uh, so yeah, we just have the one button for a, a big bat of 12 of the things or whatever. So when she's down to the last couple, she'll hit the button and then we're good. Guaranteed but where did it go? Out. Where where is it missing? 
and how is it missing and where can I find it? So, so the thing that's missing here. is the dishwasher one. The reason it's missing is because Juliana threw it out when we were moving out because she's like, because we got the, in, in Wapaka, the water's very hard. So our dishwasher left, street, left streaks all over our dishes. And so Juliana was convinced it was at least partially in fault to the uh, detergent we were using. Uh, so I'm not sold about that. But uh, she changed it to a cascade or something instead of finish. And then when we were moving, she decided to throw out the button because like, oh, we're not using it. She didn't realize we could just reprogram the button to uh, get uh, finishes version of jet dry or, you know, or try a different one. Right. But, but it uh, has the sticker on it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got the sticker. So you're stuck to finished products. But you could get like the finished version of jet dry, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So any other questions on Prime Day? I guess that kind of covers that I'm, I'm looking at it, looking at getting a TV and or a desk and or building a desk. Um, uh, I guess they, if you build your uh, own. Kyle, did you get something last year? Say what? what? I thought, Kyle, you got something for Prime Day last year. Uh, probably. I don't remember. I could feel like Kyle get something on Amazon Weekly, so he probably right? I got. I know I got some I camping too. lights. Um, yeah, I pretty much at least twice a week I'm ordering something from Amazon. We just did a big order of stuff because of uh moving in. We're just like, oh, we need this. Just put it on the t- put it on the list for now. You should have come to Seattle. I, it's the home of Amazon. You could get it in one day. You could go to a store and just have your Amazon building an HQ right too, though. Did they, uh, did they decide where they were where they were going to build their HQ too? Wasn't it like in like North Carolina or something like that? I don't know. I haven't heard. I know that there's some there's some people in Seattle that have slight animosity towards Amazon because of some sort of tax situation or or there's some there's some head tax thing where Amazon is not happy because they have to pay certain amount for Amazon actually uh, if I may Amazon actually yeah. beat that in legislation and shut it down. They flexed okay. their in the local legislation and uh, they they ended that before it was ever implemented. That's yeah. So some people have a little bit of a uh, animosity. I've met some Amazon employees. They're great, um, very nice people. So apparently, the, apparently the warehouse it's, guys are. It's a very demanding job. Yeah, that that's sketchy to me. They seem like they take advantage of it a little bit. But I'm sure that's yeah, all working towards. If if I may, what's what's your take on on those those various peoples in those major organizations? Because I've heard that about Amazon and the warehouse. It's super unfair and super this. But I'm also thinking, when I was with the organization I was with in Wisconsin, that I'm not going to name. There are certain people who have certain types of jobs. And no offense to these people, they they are hardworking, and there are many great people in those positions. There are also a lot of people who are um, not as hardworking and not as driven, not as you know willing or wanting to succeed in whatever it is that they do with that understanding uh, depending on the kind of work you're looking at do you believe the reports that come out about amazon and and the warehouse or about uh tesla and the assembly line where people are saying it's ridiculous conditions and this and that the other thing or do you think this is media sensationalization of a few employees who are um not good employees anyway. So or if I may, because I, I worked in a manufacturing facility for two and a half years um, how, for overtime. I think legally they're allowed to call overtime on six out of the seven days a week. And there's there's a maximum amount of overtime you can get. So, But what happens is uh, the people in these manufacturing positions, they'll be working and they'll get, they'll get put on overtime. And now their income 
is based on their spending habits are based on overtime. So what happens is after a while, they're kind of like forced to overtime, but then they don't have like they they want to they have to work more in order to make what they had before. So they don't want to leave the job because they know that they have the overtime there. If they move somewhere else, they might not get that overtime in what they interpret as now that's their income they're used to being able to spend. Yeah, and overtime really my dad does accounting for a manufacturing company as well and um just hearing some stories of his there's there's people that they might be they don't have much of a you know, family where it's a single person uh maybe a little bit younger want to save up money and they work as much overtime as they can and they bring in crazy amounts of money but they also work all the time so like i can see where it's like you if you, this is money that you know you can get and you can be making big time money working just kind of a job that doesn't have a high like you have to have a master's or phd to get but you can be making that kind of money just because you're working overtime and it's something that you can fit that lifestyle in that's something you might want but then again that is also incredibly draining and he was saying only a few people do it but i, I mean i don't know how they, they well, would do thing, that. it's, it's a work sacrifice that much Every, every single workplace, I think we'll talk about work-life balance, you know, how much you work versus how much you can have, you know, your own life with your family and whatnot. So, and then some people are just wired differently. So like some people do like to just work, 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 and then they climb up the corporate ladder or they get over extra, the over extra overtime when it's like a voluntary overtime, that kind of thing. And then there are people that want, that don't care as much either A, about money or they don't need the money because they've been working you know, their whole life and they're good that what you just want to take things a little slower. So there's, there's definitely a balance between the two kind of uh, people you might have. So I'm going to give my life update. I'm ready for it. Um, just <laughs> quick to start with an observation. Um, I turned my fingernails today a little bit more than you probably need to know. But of course, as soon as I turn my fingernails, oh, I'm wrapped. Hold the phones. Oh, did what today? He trimmed his fingernails. And okay. as soon as I did that, I had to open up a package. I, I recently got new speakers. I'm excited to try those out. But I needed to use my fingernails to open them. They weren't there. What was I doing? I had to go get a knife. And I just feel like every time I trim my nails, it's the only time I actually need I may, to use them. If I may, that was your first problem. As a man, you should have a knife in your pocket at all times. I'm in the house. I know I can just walk to the kitchen, but fair enough. Um, but my actual big news uh, this weekend, I went to maybe the best barbecue I've ever been to in that going into it, I was talking with my wife who it was one of her um, co-workers that was hosting it. And we were like, well, we should maybe bring something. Um, you know, I wonder what kind of like food they're going to have here. You know, it's probably gonna be like hot dogs. You know, if we're lucky, maybe there's a hamburger or or brats. And she kept joking like, "Oh, there's gonna be ribs." I'm like, uh, "He, you know, he's providing ribs, and and he shouldn't have to do that for everyone." I'm like, "No, nah, there's no way they're providing ribs." And she didn't know. Well, we go to this barbecue. There's ribs, and they are like the best ribs I've ever tasted. So what, what kind of? And ribs? this guy, like spare like barbecue ribs. He uh, he said he like braised them or whatever they did to them for 24 hours beforehand, put them over indirect heat for an hour. I mean, literally the greatest ribs I've had probably ever. 
and he just provided it for everybody. I mean, there's probably 30 people that, that showed up and he just, he had it for everyone. And it was insane. Like the, the amount of hospitality to go through and put all that work. And he made four kinds of salsa because one salsa is not enough. And they made two types of cookies. And it was, I, I was just blown away. It's like, how can, I, he probably dedicated his whole weekend to preparing this feast but it's like how does someone do that and some people enjoy doing that i know like for thanksgiving my uncle on my mom's side or yeah kind of my uncle on my mom's it's my mom's sister's husband uh he always he just loves cooking so like literally almost every single thanksgiving we'll head over to his place or if he comes over he's bringing bringing the main course because he just he loves cooking and he's very good at it because it's something something he enjoys doing yeah so so I was I was thinking with that and I was just like it's it's always fun to go to an event that just kind of blows your expectation away. Like if they would have had like some hot dogs, which I thought if you're going on barbecue, that's what that you provide, you know, it's it's not a big deal. I'd been like, Oh, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Like that's so generous. But then was, to, to show up to ribs is this? like I uh, just Sorry. like a get together, just a bunch of people getting together friends for or what? friends, just just friends, friends slash uh some coworker thing. See, that's um, an interesting dynamic, if if, super, if I may, yeah. um, because that was that was one thing uh, in Minneapolis, at least. Um, now, this is going to sound horrible, but uh, not horrible, but strange. Um, with uh, Megan and my uh, friends, one of the things that I did, um, having a group of friends over, it was always, you know, one of my things that um, you, you need to host, you need to have something. And I became known very quickly as, as anytime I show up for like a group get together as the guy who brought like cheese and crackers. And I you know took the time and always um, proceeded to cut up the cheese and put the crackers and I like put it on this camo tray that I have and I like super decorated it. I put I like super decorated it so it was like layered and was like really high class and uh, flower petals. It's been, it's been it. interesting. No flower petals, unfortunately, but it was still just a step in that direction. And it's interesting how, as a group, it became the expectation almost that uh, we classed it up a little bit. Like you bring a cheese and crackers tray, everyone needs to always be bringing you know beer or wine or something to everyone's house, and that's just kind of the standard now. Uh, of any time you show up, you you basically bring something. You bring no, something. it's not. It's not every time, of course, but anytime there's like a, an event, a Packer game, a, a get together to watch something or, or a game night or something like that. Typically, everyone does something. And, and apparently uh, I was uh, stepping that bar up, which uh, I would not consider myself one to raise the bar in, in hosting or um, being a visitor who brings something like that. But apparently I did for a little while, although I haven't done it in a while. Um, but now... Um, our group has slowly progressed, and uh, we actually had a wine and cheese party at one point, uh, which we all decided that we were going to do a formal wine and cheese party dressed up. Now, we're not going to talk about the end of the night because that didn't go so well. <laughs> we all dressed down together. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to drink wine is the moral of that story. But uh, my point is <laughs> it's, it. interesting. It. it's interesting to look at the, the different dynamics of groups of friends and how – how the expectation is is set or how the bar is set with respect to uh, when you're hanging out with large groups of people, what do you do? Do you, do you always have to dress up? Do you have to look really nice? Do you bring food? Do you bring drinks? What do you, what do you do? So it sounds like it, uh, if you're establishing yourself over there with a group of friends oh, or you have gosh. people that you know that the bar is being set. Now I'm not saying you have That's to. That's a high bar. Oh my God. I'm not cutting up ribs and if salsas and cookies and. 
if I may, I'm not yeah. cutting up no cheese for any party. The, the my go-to <laughs> is the Tostitos scoops Bye. and some queso, some queso dip. That's mm, that's my yeah, go-to. But, but, and a case but of beer. The the bar that's being set right now is you have to like hand make that queso. I'm not hand from making like any cheese that you melt yourself <laughs> and for like pasteurized it. Like that's that's so the bar that you from your own cow that you raised from birth. Yeah, I'm worried you about this. Very classy I didn't friends. Think about this, Nick. You've made me worried, and I'm not a fan. I'm not because yeah, if you have people over now, you I mean not you don't have to do any. You're not going to be no offense. I don't think you're going to be able to go <laughs> anywhere near that quality. Just you, he spent a weekend doing it. You're going to have to spend two weeks in preparation for this. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a week right, learning, half a week to burn it. You're and still going to have to go all out. <laughs> but uh, just, just something to think about. Uh, if if that's the crowd you hang with, and that's the expectation, that's that's a, a little bit of pressure. Not going to lie. Um, so hopefully that's not too much or it's not it's not normal by any means. But uh, that's, of course, what a host would say, like, oh, this is just something we threw together or, oh, we just do this all the time. And then, yeah, if they start throwing that stuff <laughs> oh, out I there, just always make gonna... this five course meal. <laughs> if, you're, if you're having to play at that level, that may be difficult. But um, I don't think that's actually I, I think he was just that's what they did for the weekend. But yeah, yeah. I didn't think about it like that. That's you got to make sure you're not the next host. What you need, you, when the next host right. comes up, yes. you see what yes, they do, yes, yes. and you're like, okay, somewhere either in between, or and then if you're ideally if you're like fourth, then you get the third person in there, then you can average it out. Like, oh, do I go a little higher or a little lower? Those yeah, those social yeah. interactions are are very interesting to me. I like I like to see what different people's thoughts are and and how they balance it out and how everyone is different with their hosting and and what they prepare and it's 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 cool. It's it's a unique dynamic. I I enjoy learning about it. I think it, it, it yeah. highly depends on how many people and what the goal of the night is. If I'm having you and you two over, bring beer. I'll bring the chips and what, you know, like as a host, well, I'm in charge of the stuff. A pizza you order, Brent, and it gets delivered to you while you're they're drunk. Better. That's how drunk. <laughs> that's, that's that's how, how I function when I'm drunk. You don't you don't go for pizza when you're drunk. You you get it delivered. Yeah, pizza comes to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm at, saying there should be pizza already there. At the at best, you do a frozen pizza into the oven. That's the most effort. All right. So so question for you, Kyle. Um, just talking about this like social, like how you know where all these social events. Like, could you wear a smartwatch? Just is it I, is it something I should be wearing? Should I get one? So I I have a smartwatch. I I like it. So the one I have is the TicWatch E and it's running Android Wear 2 or whatever, the the latest Android Wear. And at at this point, I would wait until Google comes out with their watch. Uh, This TicWatch E, I like it. It is very, it's only $160. And I think from the functionality, it's really good for what you're paying. I think it's the best value smartwatch out there, at least for Android. Uh, if I may, if I may, we should be sponsored for this, but we're not. So thanks. Right? Yeah, that's all. Free advertising. No, we like we, we advertise stuff we like. That's something. If we ever get an advertiser, we won't we won't <laughs> sell anything unless we like it ourselves. But that's a promise. I guess my my thing with the smartwatch though is actually like because you're talking about socially acceptable, I like for the business world, I feel kind of weird where it's like it's a little bit more acceptable in meeting to like swipe a notification off my watch than to pull out your phone and like swipe it there. However, like looking around, almost everybody has their phones out even in meetings. The only time you wouldn't is in like a customer meeting. So in like a super high-end customer meeting, 
Is it still okay to swipe the notification off your smartwatch or check something on your smartwatch quick? Or is that, an, is that a no-go in today's society still? Am I, I don't think supposed to I chime in on this? A, sure. Yeah, you got what, something. what would you say? What have you as, seen? As, if, if I may, as, as someone who would pride themselves on being a, a business professional or at least being capable of it, and I won't say that I am on a super regular basis, <laughs> but I, I am certainly capable of, of playing to, to that level, if you will. Um, my, my thought on it is anytime someone has their cell phone out in a meeting, it is incredibly disrespectful. Um, I, I know that with um, uh, millennials or Gen Zs or uh, all, all the young people, whatever, I, I'm in that category. I know both of you are, and, and certainly a, a lot of our coworkers, um, they have to have jobs. And not that they're qualified or super <laughs> they capable, have to, but they have to. Have to um, but my, my big thing is I'm, I'm old school. Um, your, your cell phone should not be out. If your cell phone is on the table, if your cell phone is in your, uh, my boss at UMP, uh, has his, uh, has a binder that has a, a thing to take notes, has pens, has a calculator. He keeps his phone in it. And anytime he sits down to a meeting, he opens up his binder and he, he's just got his phone on top of his pen and paper. He never uses the pen and paper. I've never seen him touch it, but he always has his phone there and he's not shy about letting it, you know, buzz, letting it, him looking at it during That's the meeting. That's the worst. When, when your phone's and buzzing or ringing, you instantly oh go to God. turn that thing off. Don't do it. Right. Try to, don't try to go do through the, go, bleh, don't try to go through the pocket and find the button, pull the thing out, silence, and then put it back. I, w- I am a student of Simon Sinek, who is a, a bit of an inspirational speaker, talks about uh, professionalism and, and communication. And love languages. And, and, and I don't know if he does love languages. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I, think the irony, I think the irony in it, uh, or one of his character flaws, is that he's too self-absorbed and is single. Um, you know, for all he talks about communication and, and making things work and all the inspiration, you know, the, the, how he can inspire others. Um, I, I believe he's single and I believe there's a reason for that, um, is his flaw if I'm guessing, but he, he's got a lot of great points and, and he's a, a great speaker on leadership and communication and, and goes on, he talks about cell phones specifically. And, and if you have your cell phone out uh, and you're talking, and this doesn't have to be in a professional setting, but s- certainly in a professional setting. Um, if you have your cell phone out, you are saying that the most important thing going on right now. It is not the communication between you and I and the other people in this room. It is this cell phone. If it's visible, if it's out, um, if it's in, if it's in your pocket even, and it's buzzing, that's, that's still bad. Now um, that's, that's my, my personal note. It shouldn't be out now. It's, it's become socially and professionally acceptable to have it out during so if most I may, meetings. Nick, jump in here though. Uh, I know you said, so socially acceptable, no for cell phones. I guess let's, let's do a call. Brent, socially acceptable to have a cell phone out during a meeting, even if it's a lighthearted one? Socially or professionally? Socially, I'm saying like if you and I go to Applebee's or the three of us go to Applebee's and we all three of us have our phones on the table. No, no, I'm no. Saying I'm talking not, in a bu- business. Sorry. Socially. No, You're right. Business, I'm business. talking business. It's professional, I may be professionally. Like, let's say, say it's, your, it's your weekly not. meeting with your team that everybody's super relaxed about. They always play music when it's introing. That's that kind of meeting. Should oh, not nice. be there. Okay. It work. Should not be out. I would say smartphone, probably not, because you want to be present in the room. But I the watch. I know that, that I was my next question. Because the watch is one of those things where it's like it's a quick glance. I mean you're gonna check the time anyway. Like I don't know. It's it 
doesn't seem like it's that disruptive. Yeah, so so Ron, I may. looping this around. So with the uh, cell phone, you two are both know. For me, and I think it might just be it might also be an engineer thing. Is that engineers for our meetings, like the engineering meetings, everybody always has their phone out, but also everybody can is still like there. And I think it might be part of the whole like engineering ADD thing that always goes on. I feel with engineers. Where it's like we could, if you're not multitasking, you're bored and you're not fully paying attention. So at least in the engineering realm, it's normal. So for an engineering meeting, yes. Anything with a customer, obviously, absolutely not. But then looping back around for the smartwatches, like I guess in my opinion, there's there's two things. It is a little bit less distracting than pulling out the phone. And it's not they're not obviously doing something, but it's also completely obvious what they're doing. You know, I'm checking the message. You guys all know I have a smartwatch on. Like, you know, it's like, I got my smartwatch. Hold on. Check my message and swiped. If I may. It's, so I, I'm, it's I'm in, in between. You You're what, what sorry? That? I, so I'm in between as far as like it being okay or not okay. Because it's, you know, if you directly swipe the message at all, then it's obvious your attention's gone and it's obvious what you're doing. If you glance yes, at that's it. That's the exact point. If you glance at it to see what it is, you know. I, th- I think that's yes, more that's, that's that's the exact point. You can wear a smartwatch and it's perfectly acceptable. However, the moment you're in a meeting and you even you know tilt your wrist and and, and look down, um, it is if you're in the back of the room and hiding and not talking, you can do it and it's super discreet if you do it well. Um, but you all learned in school. You know how to do it from high school. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm a pro, but. Um, <laughs> But the point point being, um, it's acceptable to wear the smartwatch, but to be using it is, is no different than to be on your cell phone, um, unless you're super super low key about it. Uh, depends on the, the meeting, depends on the environment. Um, but my my big thing, and to, to Simon Sinek's point and everything he talks about, those meetings are, are an interaction between people, and it's communication, and to have something like that and be actively engaged with it. Now your phone, there's there's no excuse for that to be on the table. It just shouldn't be. Now it is, I understand, um, engineering thing, whatever, the culture of your organization, okay, but um, it, it shouldn't be there, frankly, in a, in a professional environment. Now a smartwatch, you, you wear all the time. So I just, yeah, so smartwatch you wear all the time, but so we're, we're wrapping up on, an, on close to an hour here. So one thing I always have on me is my smartwatch and my phone. But another thing I typically have on me is cash slash my credit card. I guess for me, I know Nick, like when we were roommates, you talked to me about this and kind of explained a little bit, you know, kind of a quick fast forward. I guess what I do is I keep a hundred bucks on me pretty much at all times ish. And then I will pretty much pay for everything with my credit card unless uh, there's something that requires cash. So I guess, Nick, you want to hit on a couple things quick? Yeah, that's, then... that's a good baseline. I guess I've, I've given some tips on money management and uh, use of credit cards, debit cards, uh, historically. Um, just for our, our viewers, listeners, whatever you want to call them, uh, our, our folks who, who take the time to listen to us ramble on. Um, if you're using your debit card for anything on a regular basis if you are ever swiping your debit card you're doing something wrong um your your debit card is is far more vulnerable um than your credit card if anything ever happens to your debit card you are liable um the the bank will not cover that if anything ever happens to your credit card you are 100 covered and safe um additionally your credit card if it's any good at all 
will have a, a rewards package of some kind. You earn points, you earn X percent back, you earn whatever it may be. My bank, I earn points. Those points can be used to uh, buy products, or, or in my case, I always just turn it around into Amazon cash, hashtag Prime Day. Um, but hashtag a lot of people get- Amazon Visa card that I have that gives me 5% cash back on Amazon. Two percent Whole Foods and one percent on everything else. There's, there's other percentages that that are built into there's those rewards programs are great and it's free money. Uh, a lot of corporations are um, have been and are and, and anyone any corporation that's at all savvy has a credit card that they are trying to use to pay for all of their expenses because if you are a corporation that has eight hundred you know a million dollars of expenses you can have flow through a credit card that's you know. Three percent back on a million dollars. That's that's worth your time. That's that's worth doing. Um, and you can get a you know, much better deal than that potentially, even using those credit cards. So, uh, as um, as a financial individual, as a as a person who you know talks money and accounting, uh, I would say a hundred dollars is a bit high for most people. I would probably curb that to about forty or fifty dollars. Now, granted, I've been known to carry a lot more than that, but if we're trying to be safe or or conservative, um, you know. 40 to $50 is more than enough to cover whatever you would need in cash. I, I like to have a couple ones for vending machines or, or for uh, meters, a couple quarters in your car, whatever you would do. But, um, you know, 40, 50 bucks is, is about all you all want to, the most you want to have in cash on you on a, on a regular basis, unless you're looking to spend or going to need to spend more uh, in a cash type environment. Beyond that, your, your credit card, your ID, only a few other things. Uh, other important note, don't put it in your back pocket. Um, not because that's where pickpockets look, although I'm sure they would. Um, but more importantly, um, your 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 health, your back. If you are sitting on your wallet, you're sitting on your your cash and your cards and your um, you know five dollars off. If I may, uh, if I may I'm, I'm not I'm not usually this tall. I'm just sitting on my wallet. <laughs> Classic. Or is it opposite? I'm not usually this short. My wallet is in my front down. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well one, one uh, two, but, uh, i'm sorry i'm this short being, my wall is not yeah. sorry go ahead point being gentlemen if i may uh you, you want to be using your credit card and you want to have a credit card that has a, a good program for points or percentage back and you you want to not be using your and, debit card and, and that being said you it's an incredible risk and that being said make to sure that when you have your credit card that you are able to pay it off right away vast majority of credit cards out there give you the month uh, leeway before they actually charge start charging credit, you know, uh, interest mm-hmm. on you. So make sure that you are still being responsible as far as making sure you pay off your card. And that is not free money people. on your card. What you absolutely know you can already afford. All right. So to keep with the money trend, first off, thank you guys for those oh, great tips. Sorry, if I may, one last quick note: your credit oh, score. One last. In order to get loans on your cars, on your houses, yeah, life importance there. Uh, house, life, uh, car, uh, other life purchases where you need a loan, your credit score matters. If you're putting it on your debit card, that's not helping your credit score. At least I don't believe it is. Your credit card, however, I mean, even if even if you are just starting out and don't have a lot of purchases, if you can get a credit card and put on a 12-pack of soda or beer in my case uh, and, and just pay that off every single month, that will drastically help your credit score over over a period of time. Yep, and, and I know when I got to like – affordable down the road. When I was a senior in college, my mom got me a credit card for that very reason. And I just used it for gas all the time. Like that was my gas Perfect. card. Get gas, pay it off the, the very like next day, even just to make sure that you it's can't flowing through the credit card and, and it's, it's helping your credit score makes things far more affordable down the road. 
sorry, Brent, uh, you may continue. Yeah. So first off, awesome advice. Um, and I think a lot of the theme that we've had in the show is how money drive things. And I think one thing that I've noticed that's been pretty interesting in a completely different sector, kind of more of a sports entertainment sector is that this money is driving people to, to move to different places. And I don't think we've ever seen at one point in time, so many big names moving to different places, such as LeBron James is moving from Cleveland to the Lakers. And uh, they just found today uh, Ronaldo's moving from, I think, Real Madrid to uh, Juventus, or I don't know how to say it, I don't football. But it's, it's like, it just seems like there's this really crazy amount of free agent action and player action moving around that you don't see very often, or I at least not at one time. And then, of course, there's the Kevin Durant that just stays in one place and takes the hard road. So, you know. Well, money talks. And that's why people are moving around. What uh, certain players, I'm sure, are more valuable uh, to have on your team, uh, not even for a gameplay perspective, but just their their reputation. Rep, reputation. So I, I think that's the, the reason people are moving around is because they're getting offered more money or a place they prefer to live. A lot of times when you're drafted into those sports, you're uh, stuck onto a certain team, at least for a little bit, if especially for halfway decent. Yeah, and I, and I think too, at least for some of the, like LeBron and Ronaldo, who are the kings um, of their respective sport, the best players in their respective sport, I think a lot of it too is just trying to find that next challenge, um, which makes it interesting when you find other players of high up there caliber, like number two or three caliber that don't end up switching around or end up staying in a comfortable position. And I, I, I find that interesting to see, like, does that indicate the type of person they are? Or, you know, like, is the person that's the best looking for these challenges? Or is it maybe better to stay in one spot? It's, it's hard to say. Um, but I, I do know that um, it's going to be a especially interesting sports season coming up. Um, for soccer, football, basketball, all of it is going to be it's going to be a pretty interesting year, uh, just with no, all these moving. The I give up on the NBA. Well, so, maybe not the NBA, but well, it's interesting to see what LeBron will do with uh, the Lakers because he'll, he'll beat everybody except Golden State. That's my call right now. Going out on a limb. Going out on a limb, and that's that's where that's where the legacy thing comes into play is. You know, is this hurting people's legacy to move around or, you know, or Kevin Durant is probably the biggest example of a guy who moved to the best team in the league. That That's the most How do you. And he's staying there. How do, Well, he's not staying because, well, he's staying where he's at now, but he left OKC. Now, mm-hmm. the, the question that I think would be the, the, the in-depth look is do you think less of LeBron or do you think less of uh, Kevin Durant for having left to go somewhere else? Um, And that's in comparison to someone like Steph Curry, who I believe he was drafted by Golden State. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I have no clue. I I just drafted. He was drafted by Golden State. He was drafted by Golden State. Okay, so Curry has been there the whole time. He's the, the, the local guy, quote unquote. Um, was Clay Thompson also drafted by Golden State, or was he picked up in a trade? Do you know? 
Uh, who? Kevin Durant, I think. Uh, Clay, was, uh, no, Clay, Clay Thompson, the, the other splash brother. Um, uh, he might have either been drafted or he was a trade. Okay, so re- regardless, though, regardless, though, uh, you have Curry, who is of a certain caliber, you know, one, you know, top three in, in the league, uh, arguably. And you have LeBron and you have Kevin Durant. Do you think more of Curry for having stayed or or currently staying where he's at? Or or do you think different any differently of him than you do of LeBron or Kevin Durant for moving or not moving? That would be the, the quick thought. Uh, just a quick opinion, and then I know we should wrap up. Um, I would say Curry staying in one spot, it's his fault because he's so good and everyone's coming to play with him. Um, but at the same time, like I don't blame him. I don't think I think his legacy is cemented as great because he was already doing great things with that team before everything started to change. Like he's he he in a way it would be his legacy would be the least untarnished. LeBron because he but at least went back to Cleveland and he won this championship with Cleveland, so he did well by the team that drafted him. And then way at the bottom, like Kevin Durant just going for, you know, I'm going for the easy ring and all these other players that since Kevin Durant showed up um, that like have been following him a lot. Uh, who was that one guy that just moved? So you have, you have the same opinion that, that I essentially have. Um, but it, it essentially looks at players who, who stayed where they were at uh, and it worked out for them are, are viewed more favor favorably than those who, who transferred to find success elsewhere or took a trade or, or were, um, you know, signed in free agency, but just an yeah. interesting thought. Uh, with my, that, my opinion uh, is that I thing. don't watch the NBA at all. I can name maybe yeah, three teams. Yeah, I was jumping into the closing segment for you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, so I got, for the closing segment, I got a little uh, list here. That's a little fun list. So it's things that are impossible to do, like a badass. It's just not possible to do these things. And I would challenge any of you to try to record uh, us doing it and uh, seeing if it works. But drinking from a carton of milk or juice. Oh, you can do that. Like you a badass, if you if you crush the milk and juice as you drink it, a juice, it just a juice it, pack, rip down your face and just milk. You can juice up it into. Well, if it's a like a, a red juice, like a grape juice, something bloody, <laughs> it looks like, like you're blood. just like the blood of your enemies is being like just. Right, your, right, 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 next one, next one. Skipping. Skipping. Yep. Do that like a badass. If you make it. If you make it hip hoppy, I'm sure you could come up with something. Think, no, think looks... of a horror movie and like the bad guy coming after you, but he's skipping. Um, I mean, if his legs were made out of like metal, is he carrying so a scythe? It was... Like it could be kind of cool. Chuck Norris, <laughs> if it is badass. Can you picture Chuck Norris skipping in your head? You can't do it as a human. Mm. All right, next one: coloring Never with skip. coloring skip. with crayons. No. Nope. Swinging no. on a swing? And we're talking a playground swing. Yeah, but you have to have some editing. <laughs> Jumping in puddles. Yes. Puddles yeah, can you, you think you do that? Okay, okay. You know, it's you like stopping, like... <laughs> yeah. Stop oh, I guess, okay, okay. I take that one back. Because, yeah, I guess if you had, like, a, a partially flooded street kind of deal, and you're running at yeah. somebody in the water, I could... Okay, maybe... And the uh, water flies up behind you in some majestic wave. Yeah, okay. All right. Charging batteries. What? <laughs> Charging batteries. You can't do it. <laughs> How does someone charge a battery? You plug it into like the manually? charger. That's, that's all you do. You can't do it. No. Oh, here's, here's a good no, one. Here's a good one. Possible. 
tandem tandem biking. I've done that. But there's no, there's no way. There's no way. No, you can't do that. You can't do it with a bicycle. No way. I mean, if maybe if you're like both drinking and shirtless and ripped, and there are women on either side of you, it can well, be done. the problem is a lot of tandem bikes are super thin, which is where the tandem bike thing comes. But if it's like a hardcore like biker bike, like maybe. Okay, similar drinking, similar mentality. Drinking from a straw. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Like I, and I, I've got nothing against it. I do it all the time. We all do, although apparently we're not supposed to because straws are bad for the environment. But um, as, as, a man, as a man, I just don't see that as badass or manly or whatever. Anytime you drink from a straw, you're just being lazy. I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. Similar to the other one, two dudes on a moped. Nope. Can't no. do it. No. Motorcycle. Okay, here, here's, here's a good one. No. Brent, Brent I, I need your opinion on this one, Brent. Smelling flowers. It could be done, Manly. Yes, you could definitely do it. <laughs> right. You're surrounded. You're smelling flowers that beautiful lady. Like. No, okay. you have, okay. have beautiful ladies giving you the flower that you're smelling. Yeah, you could do it. All right. Face painting. And I'm talking like the carnival stuff where they're putting rainbows on your face and that kind of stuff. Like not. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, playing Minecraft. Oh, that one's a little weird. Playing anything. <laughs> yeah. Playing any <laughs> video game. It came, it, came from, it came from it came from the raged kids, like the videos, the kids raging at their stuff. You okay. feel like smashing the computer, maybe, but then you just look like an idiot. <laughs> exactly, I'm a badass. Oh shit! Uh, okay, yeah, last, one, felt, last one, last one. Alright, last one is licking an ice cream cone or lollipop. Like, think if of you like, actually one of those giant lollipops. It, no, <laughs> yeah, no not, way. Not either, though. You could make it look like. Sexy or something, but you cannot make it look not BA, not like. bad, not ba. All right, but that's all I got. All right, well that was episode eight of If I May. Uh, hope you all enjoyed. Uh, good news, we're on Spotify now, and we'll see you next time.